the social introvert. The actor who <laughs> was going to be the Terminator was a fellow by the name of O.J. Simpson. And it was rejected for it because Cameron didn't believe he could believably play a mindless killing machine. Well, little did he know. Fast forward to the early 90s, Terminator 2 is being filmed. So a little side fact about Terminator 2, the original T-1000 was not going to be played by Robert Patrick. It was actually going to be played by Billy Idol. There's a scene in Terminator 2 where Arnold, the Terminator, goes into this biker bar. While they're inside filming this scene, across the street, there is a man who has been pulled over by the LAPD. They proceed to beat the living shit out of this man. Little do they know, there is a home video camera filming the entire thing. That man is Rodney King. See no records. <laughs> I'm in that new plate, this ain't the old Porsche Ex-drug dealer, now I spend my days on the golf course The feds hope I breach When I come off license, I'm on the table Where the traffickers on Ocean Beach Can't race my new whip, you ain't catching me All the stones in my watch collection a factory They're still wearing 41 mils I was 21, I brought everyone Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Social Introvert Podcast I'm your host, Sid Davis This is episode 518 you can find this show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcasts as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Go ahead and follow me on social media. Hop on Instagram and Twitter and follow me at Davis. I have other social media handles as well. The Instagram podcast page is at the Social Introvert Podcast. Twitter is at Social Intro Pod. TikTok at I Sid Davis, and also be sure to follow the official BYNK Radio TikTok page, which is at BYNK Radio. Send your thoughts, got any questions, you need any advice, could be about anything. Some insight, if you just want to hear me rant about some dumb shit that you, you had thoughts about, <laughs> do not hesitate. Go ahead and send those emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. I did get a question in my email from some guy named Matt, Matt Sutherland. Uh, shout out to Matt Sutherland. Uh, I guess he wanted me to shout him out. Yeah, I guess he didn't mind me saying his name because, you know, people, you know, people are funny about that. But anyway, Matt.Sutherland1995, oh, a young cat, 95 at gmail.com asks, what are some of the hardest lessons that you had to learn about coming up in life? I'm getting close to my 30s. I understand that you said that you just turned 34. So I would like to know what are some lessons that you're recently learning now in life? Well, mm, damn. You know what? It. I don't think it matters with age. Uh, you could be 18 or 19 and start, you know, kind of growing up real quick when you learn some things. It's all about your upbringing, where you come from, the circumstances or predicaments that you might have been put in it doesn't matter what age people will go through things and deal with trials and tribulations for the rest of their life i will say this as hard as it is to kind of it's not hard but it's almost a thing where you can't believe it that your parents are just people you know that is one of the most difficult things to you you understand and you you know the situation but 
The problem is it depends on the type of person that you are. If you're a person with a good heart and you care for people and this, that, and the third, it's real easy to get sucked into the fact that uh, a parent or parents, no matter what, it could be both. It could just be one of them could uh, use manipulation tactics to, uh, you know, to, to make you feel guilty or bad about something, whatever it may be. That is one of the most difficult things that I've had to get over. And and honestly, it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to come to terms with, but I understand. Uh, I don't know your situation. Don't know. Um, hopefully it's awesome with your parents or parent, whichever, you know, but yeah, that's one of the hardest lessons ever. And yeah, another one, like I said, it kind of relates to the same thing, you know, parents and stuff like that, but not everyone is rooting for you. You have a bunch of people in your corner, but not everyone is really rooting for you. Well, they're in your corner. Here's the thing. They don't want to see you do better than them. That's what it is. I understand that situation too but that's also not a hard thing to get through but it's it's sad because you you thought at one point that these people are rooting for you and then you come to find out that they're not these would be the very people to uh bring you down drag you down to their level they don't want to see you rise above because they're just too comfortable at knowing you at a at a certain level and they can't see you past that that's you know, that's another conversation for another day. Another lesson, uh, be prepared <laughs> when it comes to home buying. Home buying is annoying and it's bullshit. <laughs> Don't get me started, bro. It's so aggravating. It's the most aggravating thing in the world. Uh, carpet installations. If you want to replace carpet and I'm not getting into this, man, this is a podcast where I come to have fun, but those are some of the life lessons um, so far. If I knew better enough to save money in like sixth or seventh grade, oh my god, oh man, I'm ba- I'm batting a thousand. I'm batting a thousand at that point. If I knew better to save money during middle school and not go to the damn convenience store to buy oatmeal pies every damn day. <laughs> but anyway. Um, let me see if I could think of another one. Uh, this is kind of surface levelly, kind of cliche at the end of the day. Um, treat yourself. Do not deny yourself things that you want. Not saying they just go out and just mindlessly spend money and splurge like a fool. What I mean is take care of yourself. Just simply take care of yourself. If you want them shoes, Get them shoes. If you're like, man, these would look nice with this outfit. And treat yourself, man. For real. Treat yourself. You're going to feel a million times better <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. You might have that feeling like, oh, man, well, I got to take care of this. I got to take care of that. Still take care of what you need to take care of. That is most important. Set your priorities straight first. But what I'm saying is the very chance that you get that you want to get like some Air Force Ones, all whites, all blacks, whatever, the off whites, whatever you like, no matter what shoes they are. Or if you want to go see a concert, you you know, um, for example, Erica Badu could be maybe an hour and a half or two hours away from where you are. Go and see her perform. 
but make sure your priorities are set straight. Treat yourself, man. Have some fun. If you want to take a quick trip and be like, man, fuck it. I just want to go see some some folks for a couple days and, you know, come back and blase, blase. Do that. Do that. Don't deny yourself. Don't feel guilty about it. Don't feel bad. There's going to be people that's going to run down behind you and ask for borrowing whatever. No. Sometimes you got to say no. No is one of the greatest. No is going to be your best friend. And I know I'm kind of like going off on a tangent, but no can be the greatest of besties to you when it's necessary. So, yeah, that's the final lesson. Treat yourself. It ain't got nothing to do with buying shoes or clothes or anything like that. You can go get yourself a 18 pack of Budweiser or something. <laughs> Just treat yourself, bro. But anyway, uh, let's move on from that. And um, it was something else random I bumped into. People put way too much of their personal life on social media. Here's an example. I let social media influence me too much. Last year, I cheated on my ex because I thought he was a bum because he wasn't funding me to have a luxury lifestyle like I see others have on TikTok. The whole time, he was saving money to adopt his nephews. Now I'm sad. I really want him back, but he hates me now. Y'all, man, oh man. Some things just don't need to be shared. What's that saying? Uh, com- comparison is the thief of joy. I think that's the the saying. Don't you know? Don't quote me on it. I believe is comparison is the thief of joy. Sweetheart, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're a dummy. You're a true dummy. She probably didn't like him anyway. She was probably just using him to finesse him or something like that. That's probably really what it is. Like if you're going out of your way getting upset because there there was a reason there obviously had to have been a reason that he was saving money and he wasn't trying to splurge like that and then it turns out that the man was trying to adopt his nephews and that you know what it ain't my problem i'm glad he was strong enough to leave and i'm glad that the the universe allowed him god whoever allowed that man to say all right i'm out I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. Y'all got to stop putting y'all personal shit. Like, it's okay to put some personal things. Like, hey, I was just at Dunkin' Donuts and I got me a coffee this morning. Or, oh, man, I accidentally locked myself out of the car. Oh, shit. Got a call. Such and such. Life. Is it life? Li- I don't know. I don't give a damn. Uh, and <laughs> or, hey, look at me. I'm learning a new thing. See, guys? Da-da-da-da, whatever. What you don't want to put on social media is my ex and I are still roommates and he or she, whoever it may be, he or she is bringing other people home. They went out on a date and, you know, just haven't taken the time to move the fuck out yet. I I don't know. Like, come on, man. Stop putting shit like that on the Internet. And it's a lot of y'all that do that. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I'm seeing Facebook statuses of people. Uh, of just typing about their their significant others and i'm like really bro just move on it's not easy to move on but just move the fuck on don't post the shit on social media move accordingly and uh move forward keep going anyway let's get into some new music but first that song that you heard in the beginning is called my turn by nines off of his brand new album crop circle three it's available on all music streaming platforms 
I am actually shocked that he has a brand new album out because he just dropped Crop Circle 2 earlier this year. So I'm thinking, all right, he's going to probably take a break, maybe not a break, but all right, this is the standard. You drop an album, you'll be back next year, maybe like a year and a half from now. But no, he has a full length album, a third installment to Crop Circle 3. I first got on to Nines, uh, what song was that? It's called Can't Blame Me. And I, I think I heard it on SoundCloud. I was like, okay, this is kind of dope. And then there's a music video for it on YouTube. And anytime I listen to that song, I have to watch the video at the same time. That's how dope that video is. And it's just some simple shit, you know, a bunch of his people and uh, like a whole neighborhood full of folks. It almost looked like a block party to some degree, but it's him walking around the the area that he lives in, the the apartments or the what they call them flats. He's walking around rapping and shit like that, going into one apartment, coming out, walking up the stairs, down the stairs, and just it, it's such a dope video. But I've been listening to him ever since, man. And uh, the first Crop Circle dropped. I really liked the first Crop Circle. Crop Circle Two, of course. I was waiting i was really waiting for that one to drop and now we have a third one and uh i ain't mad at it i like it a lot i know people have this thing where they like to try to make fun of the british rappers but the the british rappers these uk rappers is on y'all ass that's all i'm saying (laughs) they on y'all ass and i i don't care i've always liked grime hip-hop and to see it become this thing like it's it's more is becoming more mainstream i'm really happy about it and i'm glad it's being more accepted now because back then when i was younger uh people were like you listening to that shit and i'm like yeah it's dope and they would laugh oh man this this ain't going nowhere and here they are man we got mad artists from the uk killing it so shout out to nines shout out to uk hip-hop And I'm not going to use this as an opportunity to shit on other artists. Here's the thing. You talk about UK hip hop or you bring it up and people will name only like two or three people. And those two or three people really ain't like they're they're decent. They're okay, but they not they they not making the shit that you really want to hear. I'm trust me when you get exposed to other UK artists, you're going to be like, oh, never mind. And it's not to try to downplay them, you know. Y'all know who I'm talking about when I'm talking about the the main handful of UK rappers that get mentioned, only them. And it's just like, nah, there's more than that. But anyway, uh, let's get into some more music. So Manny Wells just dropped a new single called Serious. It's pretty dope. I'm sure he has an album coming out. He's He's been kind of quiet for a little bit. He dropped an EP and then kind of, you know, uh, stepped back for a second. But he's back again with a new song called Serious. Check it out. The Social Introvert. Stamina, she said, Come and be Domina. I mean, uh, I 
Once again, that series by Manny Wells is available on all music streaming platforms. Go check that out. So our beloved country wants us to feel bad for one of our own. Listen, when you go to other countries, you got to respect their laws and their rules. That's just the way it is. There's no way around that. Like, stop playing games and thinking wherever you go that it's like the, the entitlement is unreal. A New York college student was sentenced to one year behind bars by the United Arab Emirates for allegedly assaulting and insulting an airport security guard during a flight connection in Dubai over the summer. Elizabeth Polanco de, de, la, de los Santos, my bad, oh my, my fault, my fault, let me read that again, Elizabeth Polanco de los Santos, age 21, a student at Lehman College in the Bronx, or layman, I don't know, was handed her sentence Monday after spending nearly three months effectively trapped in Dubai with a travel ban issue against her. Elizabeth only intended to transit through Dubai for six hours, but she's been there for months on end and has lost $50,000 in expenses and lawyer's costs. On top of being humiliated and traumatized by airport staff, Elizabeth has suffered months of being forced to stay in an expensive country, pay expensive lawyers, and mess out on her university studies. Los Santos ordeal began on July 14th as she and a friend were heading home to New York from a vacation in Istanbul. Their initial itinerary had them connecting home through Paris, but they changed the flight to transfer in Dubai so they could see the famous city during a 10-hour layover. So she's irresponsible, too. I wouldn't give a damn if it was a 24-hour layover. I'm not about to switch flights and transfer the bitch over to some other place just to see what it looks like. Like I, there's a, There'll be another time for me to do that. 10-hour layover? You don't even know if you're going to make it back. You know how fickle it is? To, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good Lord. You know how fickle it is with these flights nowadays. That was on her. But at the same time, you don't get aggressive with security. Because that's the real story. They don't want to tell y'all the real story. They don't want to get into details. She got aggressive with security and wanted not touch his arm. She probably like pulled on him or got like mad aggressive with dude. And they don't play shit like that overseas. Y'all got to stop going into these other countries 
thinking that y'all are that entitled to act the way that y'all do here. I'm y'all better be happy that motherfuckers is not putting y'all in y'all place here. They definitely got no problem doing it there. Y'all need to stop. Just y'all need to stop wilding out, man, because it's ridiculous. Since then, um, man, there, there's an update with this story too. Goodness gracious. Since then, she's been freed and she is home now. But I'm going to read into this on the reason why they went to Dubai in the first place. Santos and a friend had traveled to Istanbul from New York in May. They were supposed to return via Paris, but wanted to visit the ultra modern city of Dubai on a 10 hour layover on the way back. She says, we thought it would be a more modern and futuristic city, but we were completely wrong. Dubai Airport has become a world get well, I don't need that. No. After landing in Dubai, Miss Santos was asked to remove a medical waist training brace by female security officers at the airport. The device was full of pins and the officers refused to help her put it back on. She tried to get her friend's attention, but a security officer was blocking her. Santos said she then gently touched yeah, right, the woman's arm to guide her out of the way. She then desperately cried out to her friend for help. Elizabeth was falsely accused of assaulting and insulting a customs official when she was stripped and humiliated. I'm done reading this fucking article. No, she didn't gently touch her. She probably got aggressive because if she continued to like cry out for help and shit, there was some scuffle in between that. Had to be a scuffle in between that. And then you getting mad because you got to take the goddamn uh, what waist trainer off. Just go to the gym and run. Drink water. Drink plenty of water. Eat your fruits. Eat your greens. There, there's so many different types of regimens to go by than just... Y'all do everything except go to the damn gym. I'm sick of it. I'm so tired of it. She dumb as hell. I don't even know why she's free. Y'all should have kept her ass over there and do the time. That was stupid. You took a 10-hour freaking layover because you were curious on the fact if Dubai looked like a modern-day futuristic sit. You know what, man? Google is free. Google is free, man. You can just type in Dubai and, yeah, man, you can tell. Anybody could tell with a brain. Clearly, she doesn't have one. Anyone with a brain could tell. This ain't no damn futuristic city. These motherfuckers over there still got Lamborghinis and Ferraris and all types of nice ass cars in garages, just cars that have not been touched, just sitting there for no particular reason. Just because if it was futuristic, them damn cars would be flying. People stupid as hell, bro. Stupid. Just plain damn stupid. I don't feel sorry for her for one bit. My next story. <laughs> This is interesting. I like this one. According to ex-Amish TikToker Eli Yoder, several Amish men, ugh, excuse me, were ostracized by their Amish church after the FEMA test on October 4th revealed that they owned smartphones. On the day of the emergency alert, Yoder revealed Yoder, not Yoda. It sound like I'm gonna be saying Yoda. Yoder. <laughs> Shit, maybe it's Yoder. I don't know. Doesn't say it don't sound right. Yoder revealed that a few men contacted him stating that the US alert test exposed their forbidden possession. One individual even faced the double consequence of being shunned by the elders for something unrelated and the emergency alert going off in his pocket, which revealed the contraband phone. While certain Amish communities have slowly adapted to technology, 
It is generally forbidden for personal use within households, including phones, computers, and internet access, as they fear it could lead to assimilation and undermine their long-standing traditions. Yoder mentioned in an October 4 TikTok video that several Amish men reached out to him in an attempt to obtain a cell phone. Although he couldn't fulfill every request, he claimed to have helped some Amish members acquire the devices. Some Amish men got shunned by the Amish church for having smartphones in their pocket when the alert, oh, excuse me, when the emergency alert systems went off, Yoder explained. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So, hey, man, the, the Amish suffers from FOMO. They, too, suffer from FOMO. Look, I have a buddy of mine who grew up in the Amish life, and she is never going back. Ever. <laughs> she says her uncle helped her get out of that. Her uncle wanted her to go and, and live. And I think not too long after that, her uncle's just walked. He's an older guy. He just walked the fuck away from it. He said, I can't take it. I need to be in them streets. I want to be around people and I, I can't take it. This is too much for me. So he walked away from a lifestyle that he had, had lived 30, 35 plus years. Goodness gracious. Um, and I honestly, let me see. I had another buddy uh, named Steve who was Mormon, and he told me everything about Mormonism and just how to him he says is nightmarish and somewhat questionable. Like he would sometimes compare the shit to a lot of a lot of the things of what the Catholic Church has um, has participated in. He said a lot of shit like that can go on in the Mormon lifestyle if you're not careful. And around the people that are not like that at all, but him and a, and a bunch of other people that he knows, honestly, matter of fact, he told me this, everyone that he's become friends with after he left that behind, they were also Mormon. They are now no longer Mormon. That should tell you something. And the same thing with my, my other buddy of mine. She was Amish and she was like, fuck that shit. I'm out. <laughs> nah, I can't do it. And is uh is married and and has two kids and lives right in Austin, Texas, and loves it. So yeah, good for her, good for him. And that matter of fact, that weak ass emergency alert won't shit, man. I'm in the middle. I forgot what I was doing. I was making a beat, and I was trying to transfer the shit to my phone. No, I was making a beat at the same time. I was trying to transfer the episode that I recorded on my iPad. I had just gotten through airdropping it on my laptop. And then after I did my editing, I did you know, my whole magic trick through Logic Pro. I was going to airdrop the episode, the finished episode on my phone and upload it like that. And the alert went off and every, it just, it was annoying as shit. And I was triggered a little bit because I thought it was an Amber Alert. And when I used to get Amber Alerts a lot, I would get angry because... Why am I getting this alert? I'm not Batman. I'm, I'm, I can't, I'm not going to be able to save the day. I'm sorry. I don't know their location. There are a million cars. I'm sitting in traffic and I don't have time to look for a 2003 Ford Taurus. I'm sorry. It's just, it ain't in me. It ain't in me. <laughs> I feel bad for saying it, but I'm like, man, I'm not a superhero. Like, why am I getting this Amber alert? 
Matter of fact, now that I say that, I got to turn that shit off or find a way on how to turn it off. I'll Google it later. But that's messed up, man. Them boys getting in trouble and, and being ostracized from the Amish community because they secretly have phones. These dudes is trying to meet women. They trying to go out and congregate with one another. Have fun. They want to probably go ride some Harleys or something like that. Like, let them live. Anyway, let's get into some more music. I'm trying to figure out what to play. Um, I, let me see. Mind Sign just dropped an album. Uh, Drake just dropped an album. I'm not playing anything from Drake. I'm just, I can't do it. Can't do it. I have yet to get around to Earl Sweatshirt in the Alchemist's album. I will be listening to that. Um, let me see. Um, I don't know. You know what? Let me play some from this Mind Sign album. Or I, I really should say mixtape, because that's what it is for real. And that's how it started. But Mindsign dropped a new project called Snacks 3. It's the third installment to the Snacks series. And I like it a lot. It's really dope. I just like how it started. It's just a random thing he did. And he's been doing it ever since. And he normally drops these before an album is coming. So this is why I get excited. Anytime I see him do these i know an album is on the way but this right here is just an instrumental what he does during the snacks projects is he'll take different blends of just instrumentals and random ass samples and just throws them together kind of like what knowledge does and madlib does he does a lot of that stuff but kind of um he has a tendency of adding a lot of pop in retro wave and sometimes some synth wave sounds going into it so it's really interesting and cool what he does with these projects really quick one of my favorite joints off of here is called Daz baker check it out the social introvert Once again, that's Daz Baker by Mindsign off of the brand new project Snacks 3. It's available on all music streaming platforms. Go check it out. And I really like that cover. I love that album cover. It looks so cool. Anyway, last but not least, Drizzy Drake, Aubrey Graham. He has dropped his latest album. I don't know if this is the eighth album, I guess. I, I don't know. Call for All the Dogs. Okay, I guess it was highly anticipated. I don't know if it was or not could care less this right here since its release everything that 
has transpired should be a case study in Cambridge University, Yale, Princeton. Doesn't matter. It needs to be taught in college classes, and I'll tell you why. This is a man who is suffering. Drake is suffering. And you go, oh, you come with that bullshit. No, Drake is suffering. Literally. This is a man who probably can't keep up. He is a money-making machine. He's a guinea pig. He has contracts all over the place. And it is expected at all times for him to tap dance on the world stage like Gregory Hines. (laughs) And this man can't take it anymore. You sat here and made fun of someone else for taking five years off just for you to say, hey, guys, I need a break. I'm going to take some time off. I'm having stomach issues. Take your lame ass to Dollar General or Walmart and go buy some Pepto-Bismol or Tums or something. You'll you'll be all right. You'll be all right. I'm talking about some damn stomach issues. I have not seen this much backlash for an album in a while. And the backlash is loud. Loud, loud, loud. This is crazy. And there's some people who really do enjoy the album. But, you know, Drake fans are a little... You're still stuck on Delulu Island. So, I mean, I can't really be a judge to that. But the the negative backlash is more loud than ever. I'm I was shocked. I thought motherfuckers was about to come around here calling it a classic and Drake can do no wrong. Oh, man. Nobody put out an album for the next three months. And I thought it was going to be a lot of that. Nope. Everybody was like, yo, what the fuck? I stayed up till 6 a.m. to listen to this shit. Or I went to bed early just to wake up and had an alarm set just to listen to this shit. Oh, damn. Why does it sound like he was recording this whole thing during the tour? Like, what is this shit? It was a whole lot of that going on. And it was it was a lot more breakdowns going on. Here's one thing I know, right? Twitter is Twitter or whatever you call it. X, I don't know. Y, Z, I don't give a shit. Twitter is Twitter at the end of the day. And you're going to see think pieces that aren't necessary. You're going to see think pieces that are necessary. But this shit right here was very interesting to watch. I was shocked. I was shocked for real. And I considered... I've sat and listened to one Drake album in full for real. That was More Life, I think. Yeah, it was More Life. And that's when it dropped on Apple and it was this whole premiere thing. And it was, is I, whatever. Like I said, I only like one song off the album and it features Sampha. And you know why I like the song? Because of Sampha only. And I'm trying to figure out, is there another Drake album that I sat and listened to in full? No, no, there, there has. Well, if you count room for improvement and comeback season, but that was before the young money shit, but that don't count. Those are mixtapes, which are incredible, by the way, like early Drake is incredible. Don't sit and fucking lie to your fans and say this is the old Drake. When I read that description, I said, hold on. Wait a minute. My brain went automatically to that knockoff. Dillard's cover that you had on comeback season that you was standing in front of and I was like is this what does he mean by old Drake is he talking about take care thank me later Drake Uh, what what era is he talking about because I don't know 
But my brain automatically went back to post Degrassi, even though he, I think he was still on Degrassi when he dropped Room for Improvement and Comeback Season. Yeah, he was. But like kind of so, sort of his way out on out the door of Degrassi and then prior to getting signed to Young Money, I'm thinking, oh, if this is what he's talking about, I'm ready. I am very interested. Like this is we're majority of rap. This is what we're about to get then. Okay. Cool. Right? First single comes out and I'm like, what is this, dude? It sounds like a ballad. I don't, I don't like this. And I'm listening to no more than like a minute and a half. And I was kind of done with it. And I was like, uh, eh, not feeling it. Don't care. Love SZA, but this shit is not cool. We had all the loudest of opinions on Twitter and then we get to the loudest person in the room. Joe Budden on the Joe Budden podcast. Have not listened to an episode since Rory and Maul left. It's just, it's just, it, it is what it is, man. I don't care, man. The dynamic ain't the same. Don't care. And of course, you know, the, the, the behind the scenes shit that happened is, it's a complete turnoff. But anyway, Joe said what he said about for all the dogs. He stated his opinion. It was well thought out. And he got it out there. He put it out into the atmosphere, let people soak it up and analyze it and think about it and and talk, 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 talk. Drake, Drake, Champagne Poppy himself on Instagram says, you have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you were doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, just remember you are watching a failure give their opinion on his idea of a recipe for success. A quitter give their opinion on how to achieve longevity. You switch careers because the things that pop into your brain had you broke living check to check and the oh and the raps you wrote had 450 men showing up to your shows in dusty Aniche jeans to to screw up their face to mood music 29 and pretend you are the goat please to any artist that's doing what they feel is right don't let these opinions affect your mindset after the fact this guy is the poster child of frustration and surrendering you retired and we never hung up your jersey we don't even remember your number we know you for doing this you withdrew from rap not because you accomplished all you need to it's because it's was it wasn't working for you excuse me I never want anybody in this generation to think that the whole everybody is entitled to opinion is a real thing. This is a man projecting his own self-hate and the fact that I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. If you need, oh, if you need it put in simpler terms, I own a 767. He owns a modest house and the 973 and flies first class on special occasions. Joe replies in the comments, you'll grow up sooner or later. Father time is undefeated. So in that long novella that Drake wrote on Instagram, he says, don't let others' opinions affect your mindset on what you think is right. You just let this man sit here and and influence you to write this novel uh, for whatever reason. Then you say all the things that you said about Joe Budden and his rap career. Without Joe Budden, you wouldn't exist. We can add LO Cool J in there. We can add Nelly. We can add the Ja Rules in there. This, that, the third, and you know, you pull from other artists, but you can't sit here and make fun of Joe Budden's fan base about 400 something odd men at a mood music show for mood music 29 and shit like that. Like, you were one of the 450 men, you were there, you would go see Joe Budden live shows. 
So what are you talking about? You can't call him a quitter given his opinion. You can't. You're a quitter. Why why are you making fun of some dude that took five years off just to come back and drop a stellar fucking album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, only for you to sit here and to tell us, the public, that you're taking a break and you're tired and you have stomach issues. You're telling people that you're mentally exhausted without telling people you're mentally exhausted. Get fucking lost. Knock it off. You're a crybaby. And then on top of that, you respond. Then you respond to Joe's man's. Uh, what's his name? Parks. If it, if I would respect his opinion over a lot of people in this space, a lot of people. Joe didn't necessarily fail at the music rap game. He didn't want to play the music business game and chase charts and do anything like that to stay relevant. You know how fucking aggravating and unnecessary and exhausting that is? You're at where you're at because you keep playing the same recipe and it's giving you success. But you can't call anyone else a failure. You're a failure for still following the same fucking recipe for every album. Switch it up rap do something and stop talking about women so much on your album like i don't know if he was really alluding to rihanna and her her box being trash twat whatever you want to call it being trash but we all remember how you was acting whenever she decided to move on like you was in your feelings and then on top of that if i remember correctly weren't you and chris brown chucking bottles at each other in the club like come on fam what is this what are we doing here this is a crybaby, and I don't see how niggas can really be a fan of his. That there's so many, there's so many things right there in front of y'all to let y'all know that, oh, I can't be a fan of this nigga. This nigga's a clown. Joe is literally one of Drake's biggest fans and is well documented. You're upset because the loudest one in the room had an opinion and he wasn't wrong about his his thought on his show. You're surrounded by a bunch of OVO yes men that are afraid to tell you that, no, this shit ain't it. You need to switch it up. They're not willing to be honest with you. Your musical legacy is taking a fucking nosedive. You throwing shots at Rihanna. You talking about how, or I guess hanging out or shouting out Kai Sennett. I don't give a fuck about that. Um, I guess you were, uh, you kind of shouted out Sneeko or some dumb shit like that or Aiden Ross. I don't know what she, I don't know what Mans was doing. I'm just reading the lyrics from what I read on Twitter. I'm like, what the fuck is this nigga rapping about? I'm pretty sure his shit was more thought provoking than what he was talking about. Then he's throwing shots at more women. Like he was talking about some situation in 2011 when Esperanza Spalding won an award for best new artist. And I said, are you fucking serious? He keeps recalling old things. He's bringing up old wounds and shit like that. Like he's still. That's why I said he's a fucking crybaby. And I, I don't like. I can't genuinely get into his music like that because he is that much of a crybaby. I'm like, something's off. I don't know what it is, but something's off. And you got folks telling me, man, nah, man, that Drake hard nigga. Like you gotta, man, man. He, he one of the best lyricists in the game and i'm like i don't hear it fam like i, I just hear is a nigga that's just crying and who is upset with himself for some odd reason when he's one of the biggest artists in the world something's off about him you were literally sitting here throwing shots at an artist 12 years later no smoke for k-dot no smoke for pusha t now i think there are some subs in there with put about pusha t but the most pathetic thing is you calling your first song virginia beach 
and it's not a diss track at all like whatsoever like it's no relation you talking about some girl that you were mad at or some some stupid shit like that listen listen man I, i'm think i think he's waiting i think push is waiting why the hell is pusha t so quiet pusha t has not said a word why do you think he's so oh my god i can't wait i i need something to happen i need some entertainment it's just pathetic at this point People criticize you every day. You ain't got no smoke or a random tweet to put out there. You get this loud ass man <laughs> every week, twice a week, over two and a half, maybe three hours at the most, saying what he had to say about your album. And you had a whole paragraph ready for him, a whole novella. There's a reason for that. That says a lot. This is why I'm just tired. I just, I, like, I lo- as much as I love music, the genre of hip hop, you know, just whatever. Like I just, when it comes to, what do I want to say? When it comes to collaborating or meeting people, it's just something that I'm just all the way off on because y'all just, y'all act like kids on a freaking playground. Like you can't be my friend because you're cool with such and such or, well, I don't want you to meet this person because he's only for me. Like, it's some suspect shit in there, too. And I'm not trying to sit there and make it, like, be disrespectful. But at the same time, it just, it be on some suspect shit. Like, this, the recent situation that I told you all about a couple months ago that took place. The whole sitting down with the producer and then it was, like, being blocked because the artist that I previously had talked to just felt like I was trying to take him away because he knows that I'm a, a producer and art. what I don't have time for that shit. Is we making the music or not? There's some school shit, bro. I've been out of school. Well, I'm, I'm in school, but grade school I've been out of for a long time. I'll tell you this much. When it's all said and done, the analysis of Drake, I don't know how it was going to go. From how it all started to where he is now with the corporate machine just just squeezing as much money as they can out of him. Then we're going to get secrets on top of secrets on top of secrets behind the scenes and stories that you never heard of before about Drake and the music creative process. I don't know how this is going to go, but I see in this being way bigger than the Millie Vanilli story. It's just pathetic at this point. And please don't get mad at my opinion on Drake. It's just something that... I felt for a long time and it's just something was always off. I don't know what it is or what it was, but now it's just a bit sad to watch. This is hilarious at the same time, but it's sad to watch. And um, it's, it's also a bad look whenever you have an album out and the only thing that is highlighted and praised is a feature. And I'm not all too impressed with the feature. I read the verse and I'm like, okay, all right, cool. And speaking of that artist, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, he also has a song with Lil Yachty. And people are praising that verse. And I'm like, okay, he's not saying anything special. This artist in particular is not saying anything that I haven't already heard. He's just sort of saying it in a different way, I guess. I guess on the fact that he's newer and for a current generation that people are going to praise it and act like it's the greatest thing since sliced cheese. I'm just not impressed. And maybe I'm just wrapped out because I've been listening to the shit since I was an infant. And it's 
I'm like, all right, whatever. All right, cool. Yeah. It's like that with me. And I don't mean to have this almost of a falling out of love with hip hop, but it's, it feels that way. And I'm, I'm clawing and begging for something of substance, something, something great. And it's just not there or it's there. Excuse me. Let me watch my words. It's there. It's becoming more difficult week after week to find something. I know there is a shift happening. There, there's going to be a resurgence. There's a big shift getting ready to happen, but is is really difficult to find something worth while talking about. Like I don't know where the hell Stove God Cooks is at, but I'm I'm waiting for Stove God. I know West Side Gun is dropping this week, and I know that's gonna be dope. But it to me there should be more. There should be more than that. I'm not satisfied at all with this whole the big three as if those are the only three that matter. I don't like that at all. There should be more than that. Why in the world do we only have to focus on the big three when it's time for them to drop? That's stupid. It's it's such a huge disconnect. I don't know what that disconnect exactly is, but there is a disconnect and I don't like that. I don't not, uh, I love music too much to sit here and just focus on, oh, well, the big three, oh, when they drop it and then just only focus on that. Like, fuck that. I hate this shit. This is why I kind of strayed away from music in the first place. Because of dumb shit like this. Earl Sweatshirt got a whole fucking album out. Nobody's talking about it. Alchemist is producing on that album. Nobody's talking about that. This is pathetic. Y'all better have the same fucking energy. And I'm sorry for cursing so much. Y'all better have the same daggone energy for West Side Gun when it dropped. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm irritated. And I don't like this. I fully understand why the old heads is kind of like, whatever. Like, they would just, they're still stuck in, in the era of, like, the, the late 80s to the early 90s, or mid-90s even. They're still stuck in that era, and I don't blame them. They can st- stay in that era forever. This shit right here that we currently in, it's uninspired, it's pathetic to watch, and it's embarrassing. Especially when you have a crybaby. Not only get upset about somebody's opinion on their album, but at the same time, throwing shots at their mans for for having an opinion as well. Like that that says a lot, dude. The only real excitement that I had this year for hip hop, well, there there's a lot of them, but the number one reason for my excitement of this year in hip hop was because of Mick Jenkins. Yeah, 50 years of hip hop, beautiful, great. But that brand new Mick Jenkins album, The Patience, is awesome. And I'm glad. I didn't know how he was going to go on that album. I didn't know if it was going to be like kind of toned down and chill. But no, he was aggressive the entire album. And just saying what he had to get. Getting things off of his chest. The man had just got recently married. And was like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to go at it again. And then on top of that too. Not to continue to harbor on the the whole drake release don't tease your fans with a track produced by conductor williams i said oh shit i got so excited like conductor conductor i was like oh my god is drake really about to do this like is 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 he really coming with the heat no cold as ice 
cold as ice. But I see what he was doing. He was trying to reel me in. He's like, oh, I'm going to get Conductor Williams on the beat. And then, you know, people are really going to, man. I was like, oh, he's calling the album for all the dogs. Then you tease us with that Conductor Williams shit. I said, oh, my goodness. Drake about to make a statement and, and show and prove why he is the one. But no. No. Anyway, that wraps this episode up for me. Thank you for listening to episode 518. Real quick, shout out to 12 Cow Podcast, the John Effect Podcast, Random Tandem, Brunch with Besties, Conversation Con Artists, Tackless Know It All, Two Awkward Millennials. And of course, I can't forget about the BYNK family. Shout out to Gutman Name Podcast with Shogun and Cole Jackson. Also, shout out to Rain Coleman over there at the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. Shout out to the Sex with Friends Podcast. With your host and co-host, Whitney Janae and Rose the Artist. Last but not least, shout out to our BYNK blog content creators. Real quick, go to BYNKradio.net. Go to the lifestyle section. Scroll down till you see Grown Man Shit with Robin Mortal. Jasmine Blue by Jasmine Blue. And yours truly, the social introvert. I am also a blog content creator. Make sure you subscribe and follow my second podcast, which is Teradome Highway. A horror movie podcast. Leave some feedback. Rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the Social Introvert Podcast. Make sure you leave some feedback. Leave some reviews. What you think of the show? What would you like to hear more about? Or just anything. Doesn't matter. What you just simply think of the show. And as always, take care of each other. Most importantly, take care of yourselves. Stay safe. And I'll see you guys Thursday. Peace, the social introvert. Energy's magic. It's how the magic happens. I don't know if it ends. Know that you're right here. But love when you're really ready. When you're ready to skip work, take a ride, starship in the prize. When I move in, I ain't thinking. It's natural. It's a hideaway by the galaxy. Say you want the same thing. Ain't the only one chasing. And I'm hiding, seeking your love. Hiding, seeking your touch. I feel it when you pull up. I don't ever want to get enough. Let me be a day up. Can you meet me? I could I told myself to breathe.